I'm Russ Kickle, and on this episode of American Reef, we've got part two of the Top Shelf Aquatics Growing Coral series. So on the last video, Steve gave us a tour of the farm itself. And on this video, Kevin's going to give us a tour of all of the components of that farm, right? Not only the life support systems, but, you know, what they are doing to experiment to see if they can get more coral growing, right? Um, I should say coral growth faster, more of it, and again, the quality of it. So it's really kind of cool. Um, you know, some of the things that we'll see in this video, for example, most of us we think nutrient control is, man, we got to get those phosphates down. But like in their systems, you know, some of them, they're trying to actually get them up, right? So it's it's a different angle uh, looking at it, and it's really kind of cool. Again, uh, good stuff for both the new hobbyist and the experienced hobbyist. Now, in this video, towards the end of it, I asked Kevin some things what actually Top Shelf does. And there's one section here which is really kind of cool where he talks about one of these custom tanks that they set up for one of their customers. And we kind of show, uh, you know, what's going on as far as the tank, etc. This is one of those things I want to point out. So keep an eye out for basically a bulk reef supply video that they're going to actually do um, some taping with this tank that we're going to actually show towards the uh, end of the series. And you'll see it's a nice tank. It's an 800 gallon, you know, SPS custom kind of rock thing. And, you know, when you see this filtration room, you're, you're kind of like, man, that, that's my dream, right? So that being said, again, just keep an eye for that new video coming out. And as always, like I said, give my sponsors a chance to earn your business, right? You know, you got your premium aquatics, for example, who, again, they keep on putting out these great videos, basically this tank series videos, right, on YouTube, which, again, I think they just do a really good job of getting different angles that Bulk of Supply doesn't get, for example. Um, and then, obviously, we've got Tonzi, Top Shelf Aquacam, Bulk Reef Supply, obviously. So again, give those, give those guys a chance to earn your business. Again, I believe them to be good, honest people that deserve that chance. Now, with that being said, let's hear what Kevin has to say about the whole systems there at the Top Shelf Aquatic State-of-the-Art Aquaculture Growing Facility. <laughs> It was you were getting the uh, the invert system, mm -hmm. or was it invert, or what was it? What was the new system that? Yeah, the new wall? invert system at the shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That seems like eons ago, right? Trust me, it feels that way. <laughs> yeah, so, sure. You know, after uh, building this whole setup here, I mean, it's it's been a heck of a process, but you know, it's finally coming together, and we're pretty much wrapping up all the final details of the majority of the new systems, and you know, I couldn't be happier with the way it's come out. So we did the previous video with Steve, right? Mm -hmm. And he was talking about 
basically how you architected slash design slash this is your baby, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know, just from the experiences, this is about stage three as far as the farms that we've built. Yep. Just kind of learning from things that we didn't like, improving each step of the way, just trying to optimize and, and grow with the online department and the retail store just to kind of get it all to come together. and. Really, we're looking to build about the perfect system, and you know, I think we about pulled that thing off. Yeah, I was going to say, in my eyes, it's better than perfect, right? Yeah. Because you know, first of all, normally when you have the perfect system, you don't necessarily you can't build it because of cost or this, that, and the other. There's always trade-offs. Now, yeah. I don't see like any trade-offs, whether it's the different kind of lights to, well, like, rather than me talking about, you talking about it, okay? So. Top down, okay, like even the lights. So you got all kind of different lights that are angled at different angles. Why? Well, at the end of the day, when you're doing a large-scale aquaculture operation like this, it's all about optimizing the growth. You can invest a little bit more money in the actual lighting, and you're going to get tenfold or more payoff on that when you're getting higher production. Even if you increase the growth rates by 1%, you're right. talking about a significant amount more in the long run. So really, we just wanted to build the best possible system we could across the board and really make it something that we can run a few more experiments, try out different kind of lighting, you know, have different systems kind of set up and isolated for different types of corals to really, you know, accelerate and specialize what we're trying to do here. <laughs> well, you've done it. <laughs> right. As far as lighting, if you want to uh -huh. kind of run down, yeah, I, can, I can show you what we got going on with this system. So this is our yeah. main SPS grow out system. We're going to be doing most of the high end stuff. So we're going to have a lot of the um, healing zones with the frags over here mm -hmm. and we're running the ecotech radions which is probably the simplest for us to take pictures under mm -hmm. and that's just you know straight up we get great color great growth now what i really want to try out in the new system is one that was primarily t5 okay you know a lot of the previous farm fixtures that we had built were more like supplemental t5 mm -hmm. with the radions and we had great results from that but you know, I really wanted to see what we could pull off as far as more what a lot of the hardcore traditional hobbyists still right. love with the T5. So with this fixture here, you know, as you can see, we packed in about, you know, eight T5s. We're going to keep it pretty low to the water. And in addition to that, we supplemented with Orfec bar lights that mm -hmm. I had custom made to kind of mimic a lot of the deep blue spectrums mm -hmm. that the T5s aren't really hitting, you know, with the UV and a lot of that royal, royal blue that we're getting out of the, um, the Radeon. So we kind of have the best of both worlds mixing in there. And we can punch it with straight T5s at about, you know, 350 par just with that. And okay. then we can hit with the LED supplementation anywhere from, you know, six to 800 when all that stuff's okay. running Okay, and then it'll take it all the way down to the bottom or more like in a, where you've got the shelves at? Yeah, most of the coral is going to be grown at more of the okay. mid-level in the tank. Mm -hmm. That's the goal for us is to get more even coverage overall. You know, we're going to have a lot of the frags over here. And in the long run, you know, maybe the next time you come out, you'll see a lot of that stuff in here. We're going to do a mounting system where we have a lot of removable slots for the yes. coral, kind of like what we had in the old and, farm. Yeah, I was going to say, and the, uh, the, the cultures are not cultures, but, you know, the big colonies that you've mm -hmm. got in that back tank. Yeah, and, and, you know, this system's mainly for colonies. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what we're doing. The other system's going to have the majority of the frags, and we're going to have a lot of stuff just growing out in here. That's mostly what this one's for. You know, the next set of lighting over here, we still had a lot of great growth from mm -hmm. the metal halides in the old farm. So this one, again, we're kind of hammering on 
getting the best of both worlds here. So we went ahead and we got uh, three 400 watt radiums, mm -hmm. and we're supplementing that essentially with Ecotech radions. <laughs> yeah, so I guess it's a little bit of a overkill and surplus, but you know, Ecotech they take care of us. So essentially, right. you know, we were, we we're able to run it as a supplemental light and get a very fair price from them. And overall, we're going to be hitting a lot of those deep spectrums, the UV, and a lot of that stuff that you know might not necessarily be getting hammered all day with these. Now, these will probably be running for maybe four hours. Okay. You know, the, the halide lights here. And then this one is tapped in with just same kind of design, just mm -hmm. a little lower intensity. We'll have mm -hmm. two of the metal halide bulbs running on this one. And we went with, you know, bare bottom over here. We wanted to have some sand in the system. We've always found we've had a lot better growth and stability in a system compared to one that's just straight bare bottom and we're able to maintain more consistent really? nutrients. So, you know, it's it's like the best of both worlds, having sure. a display tank attached to your frag tank, but on a much larger scale. Sure, sure. You know, and one cool feature you might like on this one here, even the um, canopies, I rigged up a ventilation system. Right. So we actually have uh, duct fans sucking out passively all the warm air and humidity uh -huh. that's building up in here. And then on the reflectors, I actually tapped in a line so it'll draw in all that hot air that's building up from these lights just to kind of keep it more stable overall and right. you know really tried to think of everything on this right. setup. So that's what I was gonna say when I was I was taking some footage earlier. That's mm -hmm. what I'm saying. All the duct work up there. Oh, yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> yep. And so okay so with these ones here since remember at Metal Halides again and to replace the bulbs every so often and all that sort of stuff. Um, are you, is your plan basically to kind of go through that traditional uh, process there where you're, you know, again, you measure till you start, again, feeling some of the spectrum drop and then replace them? Or what are your, what's your general intent? You know, when it comes to that, again, with, with the scale of what we're doing uh -huh. here, we just pretty much change them out every nine months, even when the they're running for about, okay. you know, four hours a day. Mm -hmm. uh, we just don't want to take too many chances with the fluctuations and that sort of thing. And we do a lot of par checks when we're kind of running through. So if we notice something's different or having issues, we can definitely make adjustments there. Sure. And you know, we have the flexibility in here as well. Um, like I said, as far as experimentation and color to try out different spectrums of bulbs. Um, with maybe a 14K mm -hmm. ratio or something like that, um, or the radions themselves even doing a lot of different color patterns. We actually have this thing zoned out, so each tank is split into a half tank mm -hmm. on the radions so we can independently control them and kind of fine-tune intensities and color spectrums with the goal being to put a scatter shot of a lot of frags all over here and really see what corals color up the best mm -hmm. under which spectrums and intensities and then kind of give customers a little more feedback and guidelines based on that. Sure. You know? And again, it's all about just optimizing everything, optimizing color, optimizing growth. You know, the goal in here is to just really take it up to the next level. Right, right. And and it's really cool because again, you got all the toys to play with, right? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was like uh, Christmas Day over and over and over again when the boxes were coming in right. here. You know, and as we're building too, and you know, as I'm kind of putting things together here, you know, we get other ideas too, right. and we implement things that we've learned from other hobbyists. Like for example, um, you know, Sean Kramer out in Minnesota, mm -hmm. he had a really 
interesting thing that he had in his tanks with these Tunzies. Uh -huh. You know, just the sweeping motion right. was something that we thought would kind of simulate the surge in the um, the ocean and stuff, and, and a lot of these frag racks we had noticed getting a little detritus built up in there. So we incorporated that into some of the tanks that have these zones. Right, right. In addition to the main flow that we're getting from the um, you know the uh, MP60s and MP40s and all that right, stuff. Right, right. So it's really randomizing. It, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Definitely. Right, right. Now, do they all feed into the same sump, or how does that work? Yeah. So this whole system here mm -hmm. is all linked together. So. You know, another thing you might notice that's a little different is we have a giant frag tank on the bottom, right, too. <laughs> you know? right. The biggest thing that we had in the old farm is we just ran out of space. Right. You know, we just had such kind of, you know, growth rates to the point where corals were literally laying on top of each other, touching each other. So, you know, we also had issues with water volume relative sure. to the amount of coral mass in the system. So what we were trying to do is just really think on how we could maximize the space in this facility and what better way to have more water volume rather than putting a trough down there, let's just make another tank. Right, right. So we could throw coral down here. We can right. kind of have another set of zones that we could do maybe some lower light stuff or money caps, things like that sure. um, in a whole separate tank. Or even just loading junk fish for bioload sure. in an isolated system, which we have also incorporated into here. If you noticed our refugium zone, uh, we're running a lot of monos. Right, you know, right. Just fish that like to eat a lot and poop a lot <laughs> right. and that helps provide a lot of the um, you know the waste that's going to help grow the coral I know it sounds crazy but we struggle to keep a lot of nitrate in our systems especially when we get loaded up with coral so you know you got to do the little things to just feed heavy and, and keep everything stable you know I think that's hilarious right in other words it's the opposite of most every other hobbyist in the oh, hobby yeah. right <laughs> yeah you know what you start off that way and you think Oh, I gotta have a huge skimmer. I gotta right. have really high turnover. Clean my socks like crazy. Right. We're literally dosing nitrate in our old farm right, right now. Right, right. And some of the system we've even had to dose a little phosphate too. No kidding. Yep. And now, okay, so what do you like to keep the waters at roughly as far as nitrates? What, what do you have? To it depends on what we're growing. Okay. But usually with the SPS systems, if it's not overstocked, we keep it around 10 mm -hmm. on nitrate. Mm -hmm. You know, usually that's a good number sure. to aim at for most hobbyists where they're going to be able to have good color and then the phosphates between 0.05 and 0 0.1 mm -hmm. we've noticed fluctuations with that if if there's a ton of coral and it's a more mature systems we've had to sometimes go even a little higher than mm -hmm. what's traditional um, you know for the softy tanks we're running higher nutrients if you notice we had all those pork fish right, over there. Right, right, well, that, right. that's what that's the purpose for pretty much so you know getting all those mushrooms and things growing they like that dirtier water and right. you know they just wouldn't really be optimal growing in a system like this one right but this one's strictly for SPS if you notice it's a lot higher flow cleaner overall system um, that's what we're really going for you know as far as the other filtration down here um, I think you had kind of looked over this right right you know we had some interesting stuff going on here you know each tank is independently fed from its own vector L1. Um, we have a full manifold here tying together to run reactors. Um, the refugium is fed off that same pump. We can tie a UV in if we'd like to. You know, we got it all plumbed up nice here with a sock filter. Um, something I wanted to get into this system too because most tanks again stability wise run a lot better with more natural levels of live rock mm -hmm. so what I wanted to do is
pack as much rock as I could in here without having too much in the areas over here. Right. So we ran a little water channel with a bunch of rubble rock here just to really get a lot of biomedia and that sort of thing running through where it's suspended on egg crate and channeled so the water kind of runs through it almost like white water. Sure. And it sure. keeps a lot of the waste from settling underneath and getting in there. And then the goal would be eventually to have a whole lot of natural filter feeders in there, sponges, things like that mm -hmm. to help keep the water clean too, uh, long term. Um, this whole system is set up as well with full Apex controllers. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously we're excited about the new Trident that's coming out. You know, <laughs> trust me, I wish I uh, kept the first one for myself, but you know, we have a good waiting list of customers <laughs> that you know get first priority. But we're itching to get that hooked up on here. And we're going to be running a calcium reactor as well to um, save on dosing. Mm -hmm. And then one thing we're gonna also incorporate, mm -hmm. and this is what I'm excited about with the Trident, uh -huh. is caulk stirs. Now, obviously right. when you have three things running at once, it's a lot of fine tuning and testing and all that when you're really trying to dial it in. But I think with this system, we'll be able to really keep an optimal pH right. based on what's going on with, say, caulk walser, right. and then kicking in the rest with the calcium reactor and then filling in gaps with the doser. Sure, sure. So we should be able to really, really get this thing dialed in and keep it running super consistent and smooth. Now what's gonna be your pH goal, right? Well, you know, we're probably gonna go for the old 8.3. Yeah, that's what I was you know, gonna that, say. That, 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 that's be a, you know, a starting point. We right. can try to push the boundaries maybe up a hair more than that right. and mm -hmm. see what kind of um, growth potential we can get out of that. But, you know, we'll get to that once we start stocking it heavier on sure. coral and seeing how everything responds to it. I think last week's video from Balcrief, they actually said yeah. that at 8.3, they were able to actually prove that you got double the growth over a year. That oh, yeah. was weight by weight is what they did. Oh yeah. Right? Right. Yeah, it makes a huge difference. Right. And, and you know, if you're experienced, you kind of understand that that's a hard number to maintain <laughs> stability, you know, wise. And with what we have going on here, even CO2 scrubbers, you can supplement with a lot of other things, but it's just not really that easy to get those numbers up. Right. But we think doing a caulk store will make a big difference. Having the large refugium um, to help bring out a lot of the CO2 from the water as well should help. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're going for it. Let's yeah. we'll see if we can get that 8.3 and you know start uh, throwing away basketball sized power <laughs> right. maybe. <laughs> right, right. Okay, so the, one of the things that I noticed in uh -huh. here is besides to your point, thinking of everything, right? Yeah. I mean, from troughs where wires are going through, mm -hmm. right, like above that are mounted, uh, it's it's clean, it's beautiful looking, right? When you were doing it, were you going for form, function, both? What was the idea? Because like we were talking earlier, and the tanks are higher because mm -hmm. you couldn't work on the lower tanks before, right? And so what's going on there? Yeah, we tried to get a compromise with maintenance and, and at the end of the day, you know, we're top shelf aquatics. Right. We've got to have everything be top shelf. So, <laughs> right, right. you know, we, we wanted this to be kind of a, a monument of what we're capable of. And, you know, we might have gone a little overboard with the red PVC and all the flashy stuff. But, you know, the wire management is actually one of those things that gets overlooked. And anyone right. who knows me from back in the day, I was notoriously bad at that. When yeah, I was right, right. new in the hobby, I used to have power strips on my floor tucked <laughs> behind the tank. I'm still Getting zapped way. all the time. You know, in here, I don't know if you had a chance to, to look yes. underneath, but we wanted to really get all that stuff tucked and out of the way. So there just wasn't any chance for things to fall in the water, mm -hmm. get spilled. You know, and, and obviously you have a whole aquarium 
underneath an aquarium, which proved to have a lot of obstacles there because we literally had to mount, I think, close to 15 or 20 DC uh -huh. power supplies underneath that one tank alone. Uh -huh. With all the power heads from up top, down sure. low, and for the lighting as well. Sure. So it's, it's just jam-packed full of goodies there. So. Okay, so with, with that being said, you gotta expand, all right? Mm -hmm. Well, is it hard, easy? What's your what's your thought process there? Because to your point, you're growing like crazy, mm -hmm. right? Are you just going to basically take this area and expand it out, or what's, what's your plan? Well, you're standing it pretty much. Okay. So the next wave of tanks is going to go in this open area over here. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the issue, like I said, we mentioned with the old farm is that we just got too much SPS filling it all in, taking up a lot of that space. You know, I'm addicted to coral too. You know, Steve's the same way. We like buying new stuff. We like getting everything that's hot at the shows. So we're gonna just keep loading this up with new pieces, quarantining new stuff to go in these systems in the long run. And we're gonna need places to put a lot of that other coral, mm -hmm. which, you know, down the road, I could see us wholesaling to other, you know, shops, sure. other online vendors, stuff like that. Sure. Uh, continuing to grow the online, doing more of the eBay sales maybe, and, uh, you know, expanding the web sales significantly, doing more and more right. shows, right. all that stuff. I mean, we're gonna, we're gonna need the space, we're gonna need the coral. And then obviously we have the old farm too, which could be the next stage in the next warehouse. Right. So right. We'll, we'll see. I mean, we got the space here and, it's just a matter of uh, you know customer support and continuing to grow and grow. Right, right. Okay, so let's get back to some of the life support stuff, right? Because mm -hmm. it's kind of cool. Um, so from a skimmer end of it, yeah. right? Again, it looks like a massive skimmer, right? But yet I don't see a ton of skimmate coming out of it, even though you're kind of cycling the system. sounds crazy yep but again we always go with underrated skimmers when it comes to a farming application okay now most people when they have a full tank with a lot of big fish and rock and all that stuff going on um, who may not run a refugium right would want to go with more of an appropriate size one and dial it in but we've always had issues with over skimming especially our heavy heavy coral tanks mm -hmm. with a lot of frags and you're not going to have the same kind of fish load you would normally have in those tanks and all the sand and, and dirty sumps and all that. Right, so, right. you know, we tend to go with one that's about half the rating mm -hmm. of what the system actually is. Mm -hmm. You know, this thing's rated to about a thousand gallons. It's a heck of a skimmer there, you know, Nios. Um, and it, believe it or not, was clean this morning. Oh, so okay. <laughs> we do dump a lot out okay. right now. Okay. I mean, this thing we've been dumping about that much every two days. Okay. So it's That's, doing yeah, work. Yeah, yeah, it is. You know, we got we got a lot, a lot of the fish in here that are producing waste, and it's just constantly pulling it back out. Helps oxygenate the water as well. And, um, you know, in the long run, too, we tend to run those things on timers sure. through the apex as well, depending sure. on what our nitrate readings are and that sort of thing. And what about uh, as far as the media? What's going on in the media? Is it carbon? Is it GFO? What are you doing there? Well, 
initially when we were cycling these tanks, obviously you're going to go through the dreaded diatom. Yeah. So we had that bug for sure. Mm -hmm. You know, we have been ammonia cycling the rock in a separate trough pretty much for a few months. So I think we were having a little bit of nitrogen buildup as well that was contributing to that. Uh, but we had a lot of algae, so we were running GFO okay. initially. Now, we typically don't need that in systems that we're running with a good functional refugium, but it's good to have one equipped so you can balance your levels if they get a little out of ratio too. Sure. And then we also were running carbon too, just to pull out a lot of the organics in the water just from the initial cycle period and all that too. So yeah. you know, that's mainly what we're running in here. No yeah. need for bio pellets or anything like okay. that. The nitrates have been staying you know, around 10 to okay. you know, max 20. Um, the other thing that you might find cool that you don't necessarily see most places mm -hmm. is the heater we installed on this system. So we, like everyone else in this hobby, just got sick of throwing away glass heaters. <laughs> you know, and reaching in the tank and just getting zapped with uh -huh. the spray voltage. So we happened to find this bad boy, which is an inline titanium heater that has its own built-in thermostat and flow meter. We're just really looking for something that's a lot more reliable overall. So I think that, you know, in, in the long run, something that's not going to be disposable like right. most hobbyist grade <laughs> heaters and you know we have checks and balances because obviously we have control through the apex mm -hmm. but then we have a, another controller here that can kind of fine-tune that so this would be the primary and then the apex would be more of a backup that could kick this off on you know offline if there was something corresponding to that that just wasn't working um, though these things are rated to be top-notch so I'm not that worried about it <laughs> And, and so you've got a UV sterilizer as well, right? Uh, this system, we don't have it pre-plumbed on here. Okay. We have a manifold slot between all the systems so we uh -huh. can just quickly hook a UV up if we need to run it, if we're trying to fine tune the algae, that sort of thing. I probably will hook one up in here long-term, but at the time I was setting it up, I just didn't get it going right away. I just had the sure. open slot for it. Uh, but I definitely do like having the flexibility that a UV provides. I mean, those things overall, you know, would help the clarity of the water, reduce algae. If you had ick outbreaks, that sort of thing, you know, you could definitely benefit from that, sure. even if you weren't running it all the time. Now, these fish in this system, we fully quarantined every single one that went in here. So, you know, that's another thing. I wasn't too, too worried about parasites and that sort of thing. You know, we have tangs over here running around, battling it out. And mm -hmm. We haven't seen a spot of uh, ick so far and, you know, nothing like that. <laughs> Treat for flukes as well. Right. You know, overall, we just didn't want to have to deal with putting things in and having to deal with, you know, fluctuations sure. and bio load and that sort of thing in the long run. Sure. And sure. we actually sell fish out of these systems, too, to some of our local customers. Even the Achilles? <laughs> well, you know, Stephen might kill me if I sold his Achilles. That's been his pet for, what, seven years? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's beautiful, too, right? I might have to bring my convict tang in from home so they can duke it out. There it is. You know, he, he's been with me for a long time. <laughs> How's the convict? The convict tang? Yeah. Probably 10 years old okay. at this point. Okay. Yeah, he's, he's a good pet. Good. He's, he's Bronson the convict tang. That's <laughs> awesome. See, I was going to say, I've got this huge hippo yeah. that was dying, right, back from 2007. Yeah. And it, I put him in a 20-gallon tank at the time, and now he's in like 100, and he's still kicking. And I'm just kind of like, yeah. 
but he he looks he looks like he was a 2007 sometime. <laughs> yeah. You know. Well, sometimes those fish have the most character, you know. So. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly it. Receding hairline would describe it perfectly. Yeah. Big belly too, right? Go figure it too. Um, okay, so back on the on the system side of it, uh -huh. you got the vectors, right? Uh, tell me about you happy with them? You know, as far as like. Uh, do you use the utilization of the variable speeds and all that fun stuff? You know, honestly, you do? we don't use the variable speed modes too much, um, just because these systems are plumbed with a dual drain Herbie okay. style drain where it's 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 fine tuned okay, to well, a well, set rate. So define Herbie, meaning so uh, I think Herbie would be a, a high low drain, one that's valved in full siphon, mm -hmm. so you get about ninety percent of the flow going through there with no air in the drain, so it's pretty much silent, and then the other one acts as a pickup or more of an emergency drain. Kind of like the new Red Sea tanks. Yes, They run yes. kind of the same system. Yes. Um, but if you change the flow rates, then you're gonna have some gurgling going on and that sort of thing. And so, for here then, you're not using any of that variable stuff, it just kind of... No, I mean, we have enough variable flow with all the power heads we have yep. in here, and like I said, the, the yeah, Tunzies uh, on the sea swirls, yep. that provides all the random motion. Um, the Ecotech pumps, we got programmed through to do a lot of different modes throughout the day, too. You know, we got some different gyre modes where we're trying to create more of that rotational flow sure, sure. throughout the whole thing, in addition to kind of chopping that up and having some, you know, high turbulent modes going through there just to keep the system clean and all that. Um, and then, obviously, the features of going into the night mode that is really nice, kind of calms right. down, lets the fish find their little hiding spot in the tank and that right. sort of thing. And, you know, the pumps are great. Ecotech's definitely... Um, Got a good product there. They're dead True. silent. You know, very, very good quality pumps, good power. I mean, you're talking about almost 3,000 gallon per hour in each one of those suckers. So, you know, that's good for each system in here. Sure. And, you know, to your point, it's pretty quiet in here in general. Yeah. Right? You know, I mean, it's not loud well nothing drives me more insane when i go into a, you know yeah. a, a aquarium wholesalers and they got open-ended pipes just gurgling and exactly. and all that and, right you know i mean you can only turn up the music so loud where it just doesn't drive you crazy <laughs> right. so you know we wanted to have it be nice you know and again right. if we bring people over here we want to kind of say hey we're professionals we can right. show you how to set up your aquarium to run the right way well okay so speaking of which right mm -hmm. Do you do it for customers here? Because you're down here in Winter Park, right? Uh, tell, oh, yeah. me, tell me about like what you Oh, yeah. We, we definitely specialize in custom installations. I would say, you know, in the area that we, we go all out for our mm -hmm. people. I mean, we do a lot of custom sumps where you can tailor make it to your needs, okay. to the measurements that you want, colors that you want. We sell and distribute locally all the colored PVC as well. Okay. You know, we carry a lot of the harder to find plumbing parts too that you can't get at Home Depot, all the gate valves, sure, check valves, sure, sure. you know, union valves, um, a lot of the different variable flow, lock line adapters, all, all that stuff. I mean, I'm a little bit of a plumbing geek. Right. You know, I know right, kinda, right. it sounds kind of silly, but right, right. you know, I, I, I just enjoy it. Right. You know, it's one of those things. So we go to customers' houses and I try to te treat every tank to you know be like it was one i would put in my own house you know have it really be right. top notch and you know look really really nice and right. we, we also do some other stuff too as far as um you know custom rock work mm -hmm. too in addition to that which i can show you some of that yeah, work yeah, yeah. you know later um yeah and, and we have a great local aquarium builder mm -hmm. you know he does top notch glass across the board um, really fine scenes. Right. He built all these tanks. I mean, right. he pretty much made it exactly how he wanted it, which is the luxury of having a guy local like that. Right, right. Yeah. 
Okay, so back on to the, the things that you do here for other mm -hmm. people, right? Yep. Um, what, do you just stick around the Florida area? Do you go further? Or what's your, you know... Well, you we can pretty much... If a, if a plane can fly there and we can transport <laughs> a tank there, we'll go. We actually uh, recently did a, a job out in uh -huh. Minnesota for one of our customers, Sean Kramer. Uh -huh. um, he wanted to set up a killer aquarium at the gym that he's building out so okay. he really wanted to go all out you know obviously being in that area he just wasn't finding what he wanted sure. as far as you know everything being exactly to spec right so i was able to you know run through show him some sketches do a 3d model for him design everything the way he wanted down to the point where he had his logo laser etched on his sump and all that so <laughs> i mean we really made it nice and you know got a whole filtration room built out for him um, custom rocks that we actually transported in the tank in the freight vehicle <laughs> right, all the way right. from here to Minnesota. You know, rocks that are about <laughs> yay big each. Well, how, how big was the tank? That tank was, what was it, 800? Woo! Yeah, I think about 800 total gallons. Okay. It's a beast. So, yeah, it's yeah, beast. yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so to that point, I guess if, if somebody wants a top shelf job done, yeah. customized, how do, how do they get a hold of you? They can always touch base with us through Facebook, the okay. website, um, email, sales at topshelfaquatics.com. Okay. I know that's always probably the best way, or just call in the store. There you go. You know, we can always touch base with you and make leads. We can even transport and ship tanks, too, and custom sumps. Okay. So let's just say you don't necessarily want it all installed. You feel pretty confident with your right. local company, but you just can't get exactly what you want. Right. We can have it crated up and sent to you. Ah, that's cool, right? Because, yeah, like, where I'm at in the Pittsburgh, there's, like, only one shop, and yeah. I don't want to talk bad on them, because... It's the Marine Land or the Marine Land, right? Right, yeah, <laughs> I mean, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So. Okay, so, so to that point, um, you, you just made a comment, okay, you could just call a shop. One thing that I did notice is anytime I'm here, either, like, you, Alex, Steve, somebody's here, mm -hmm. right? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, is that the... Is that by design? Meaning, since you guys own the place, you always want to be here? Or what's the general... You know, in this industry, we found if you want to really provide the customer service you need to mm -hmm. and the quality that you need to, you got to keep your eye on the ball. And, mm -hmm. you know, with three owners who are very active and passionate, right. we're able to really, I feel, give customers that sort of you know experience when they come in the store. Sure. So overall, when they see what we have to offer and they talk to one of us they can always find out what they need and we have a great staff of employees as well too you know we're chock full of marine biologists and hardcore right. uh, coral geeks and whatnot here <laughs> so you know we can always help you out and give you pretty much everything right. you want right okay so hold it to that point mm -hmm. you are a hobbyist as well right even though you own all these because oh, you yeah. tell me about uh, again, you're actually going to be moving your house tank. Oh yeah, that's that's not going to be fun. <laughs> you know, I got a 265 in wall that uh -huh. you know I built and you know wanted to make it into something special, right. but it just has some unique rock work that's pretty much hanging from the top and it's built into the tank and it's all right. plumbed and built into the wall. Right. So that's going to be a project to move. But you know, at the end of the day, I uh, I definitely consider myself a, a business owner, but. Right. I, at the core, I'm a hobbyist. You know, I love this stuff. I come in here every day, and you know, it's it's great. It's fun. Right. You know, I just can't not get my hands wet every day in here. And you know, I want to provide all my knowledge and passion and experience to our customers as well. Well, I was going to say, it, to me, you did 
a great job of it through these videos as well, so I appreciate that side of it. And it's probably a good place to cut it. So thanks for sharing your knowledge here at the farm. And I guess we'll see when that space over there has more tanks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you.